the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. I think we are still feeling the uh, bright sadness of the departure from this life of our sister in Christ, Olga Gabri. We'd like, once again, uh, on behalf of uh, Metropolitan Joseph, Father Nicholas, and uh, all the church family here, our condolences to the family. I would also like to thank um, my brother priest, uh, Deacon Gary, Valerie, and the choir who made these services on Friday night and, and uh, Saturday morning beautiful. An honor to Olga and praiseworthy to God. I know it, um, you know, these people are volunteers. <laughs> They're volunteers. And you're great volunteers. And your service does not go unnoticed. This morning we have a real interesting story of um, a man who was forgiven his debt and then went and strangled a guy who owed him money. <laughs> so we'll spend a few minutes looking at that and try to learn a lesson not to do that. Jesus compares the kingdom of heaven to a king who had certain accounts and he brought this man before him, this servant. Let's use another word just to bring it home. A slave. He was a slave. And he brought him home. He brought him before him. He couldn't pay the debt. He fell down and worshipped and said, Have patience on me and I will pay everything. And the king was moved to compassion and loosed him and forgave his debt. We might ask, you know, what does it mean to loose him? It means that he freed him from his slavery. We can look at this on a spiritual level, and it seems that everything that Christ said to us, there, there, there's multiple levels. But on the most cursory and fundamental level, He freed the slave and forgave the debt. I think we can see in this that, that in the kingdom of God, whether I'm a, a, a slave or not, I'm, I'm a slave to sin, and I need to be loosed from my sins. There's a difference, I think, between being loosed from our sins and being forgiven of our sins. Those are two different things. You know, we need to be, we need to be freed, and God has freed us from our sins as well as forgiven our sins. 
St. Nikolai says he gave him a twofold freedom from slavery and from the debt. Is this not truly a kingly gift? And this twofold freedom was freedom from slavery, freedom from debt. He says further that he who turns to God in sincere repentance receives God's forgiveness for all of his sins. He gave him further a period of time, a further testing to see if he would hold to the Lord or to betray him. For some reason, I don't know, um, I thought about I thought about Father Peter this morning when I, I read this. I, I don't know if I have my time sequence on this exactly, but uh, it seems that he told me that he first contracted cancer in 1998, and he thought he thought it was up. <laughs> this is it. And he said, I prayed to God and asked him if he would give me some more time so I could build some more churches. When he retired in December of 2011, he said, Father John, he gave me 13 more years. Father Peter passed the test, didn't he? <laughs> in, a, in a very big way. This man in this gospel lesson failed the test miserably. Failed it miserably. It says that after he was freed, loosed, freed, he went and found somebody that owed him money and started strangling him to pay what, what he owed. St. Nikolai comments on this. He says, this is how the servant creditor behaved towards the servant debtor. And this is how man behaves to man. And such behavior of man to man turns God's mercy into justice. It's supposed to go the other way, isn't it? <laughs> Mercy is supposed to, uh, justice is supposed to be turned into mercy. That's what we pray. Lord, have mercy. Don't give me the justice. But the way this man acted, it, it turned it back around. It turned the mercy back into justice. Whatever a man, whenever a man plays with God's mercy, St. Nikolai says, God's justice catches up with him. And the justice that follows on from such squandered mercy is terrible. And then he quotes Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I've shared this before. I would like to share it with you again. I share it with myself all the time because I have to be reminded of these things. I heard a man uh, say once, he was not an Orthodox Christian, but nevertheless I was, I was listening and when he said this, it really penetrated me. 
He said the difference between justice, mercy, and grace. Justice is when you get what you deserve. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. And grace is when you get what you don't deserve. And when I heard that, I was in the car with Jenny. We were li- listening to a t- I said, roll that back. I want to hear that again. And uh, listened to it several times, several times. And I thought to myself, I think this would stand up under the scrutiny of orthodox theology. Justice is when you get what you deserve. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. And grace is when you get what you don't deserve. And we don't want that mercy turned back into justice. The prayer that we pray more often than anything else when we come to church is, Lord, have mercy. What's another way of saying that? Lord, don't give me what I deserve. St. Nikolai makes the observation in the life and ministry of Christ that he begins his public ministry saying, repent, and ends on the cross saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So we move from calling to repentance to asking for forgiveness, whether it's whether it's deserved or not. And this should be some kind of a standard or measure in how we deal with and work with other people. Finally, he was brought back to the king and he said, a wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you desired me. Should you not have had compassion on your fellow servant and had pity on, uh, as I had pity on you? And the Lord was wroth, delivered him to his tormentors, that he should pay all that was due him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father also do unto you if from your heart you do not forgive your brother wow (laughs) that's um sounds like a threat and a promise doesn't it god deals with us mostly in terms of threats and promises i mean we don't that doesn't sound very comforting does it but it's the truth Let me conclude uh, with these thoughts from St. Nikolai. Believe me, however great one man's debt is to another, however great a man has sinned against his brother or his friend, this comes to no more than a hundred pence compared to the enormous debt that every one of us has to God. We are, all of us, without exception, greatly in God's debt. And whenever we think of taking our fellows to court for debts, we must remember 
that God immeasurably more still waits for us, delays repayment, is still patient, and still forgives us. We must remember that the measure we give will be the measure we get. And that we must, above all, remember Christ's words as they crucified Him. Father, forgive them. He who has a conscience, even a little, barely aroused conscience, should be ashamed by such a remembrance and will hold back his hand from persecuting those who have a small debt to him. I think as a father in a family and a father in the church that I have something to learn here and that uh, particularly all of us fathers have a lesson to learn in this parable and from the words of St. Nikolai to wait, to delay, to be patient, and to forgive. And I'm no good at that. I, uh, I know I haven't been that this morning. And ask your forgiveness. So we have a lot of work to do, don't we? <laughs> I got the most work <laughs> to do. May we take this lesson and apply it in our life this week as we go forth from this place and see where we can turn repentance into forgiveness and uh, be patient and delay and forgive our fellow man.